Thank you very much for your time, Alicia Evans. Alicia is Western Bay of Plenty local democracy reporter based in Tauranga with Sun Live. Uh, You'll be having a hot and busy summer, no doubt, up there, Alicia. What's the council doing with respect to its alcohol policy at the moment? So the council, Tauranga City Council, it was proposing um, some quite reasonably drastic changes to how alcohol could be sold. Just waiting to see if that connection is going to come back, but it's not sounding very positive. Can you hear me, Alicia? Able to, if they left, they couldn't come back again. Um, Yeah, so like a one-way door policy. And um, just before Christmas, the commission, Commission Chair Anne Tolley announced that they're actually going to push pause on those plans. They um, had a lot of concern from businesses and bars and things that just said, look, this is unworkable. Uh, so they've decided to push pause, and I don't think they'll be making a decision until March. Um, one of the business owners, Christine Gore, she owns a gourmet food store. Um, she opens at 9 a.m. each day, and she said it would be crazy that, you know, people could come in at quarter to 10, buy, you know, all their delicious gourmet foods, but not be able to take home a bottle of wine with it, and it would just really inconvenience and confuse people. And foodstuffs that own New World and Pack and Save and that, they said the same thing. They were quite opposed to it as well. I just said, you know, there might be people on shift work that want to pick up a bottle of wine on their way home at eight in the morning and they wouldn't be able to do that. So uh, everyone's quite happy. Christine said it was a real positive for the city that it had changed. And I think the bars are pretty pleased that the council's looking at re-looking at the policy and might um, listen to their concerns. Very good. Just because you dropped out for a bit there, um, I'll just recap. So what it would have seen, Tauranga bars close at 2am, prevented stores from selling alcohol before 10am, and one-way door policy, um, but meant to come into force on February 12th. Now what? What's the status? Is it just on hold or is it dropped or what? It's on hold. So they're going to re-look at it uh, at a meeting in March, I believe. Okay, now Tata controls around the Mount Industrial area. Uh, just explain where we are and what's there, please. Sure. So the Mount Industrial area, it's um, obviously in Mount Maganoi, sort of on the isthmus, and it's actually been um, considered a polluted airshed. So in there you've got the port of Tauranga, you've got businesses that make fertiliser, pet food, fuel tanks, um, and all of these emissions are obviously creating a lot of health problems. A Tefatu Aura report said that um, it was creating significant health risks for the people living nearby. And um, the Whareroa Marae, it's actually right in the middle of this um, industrial area. They've had, you know, they've been there for over 100 years, but the heavy industry has really built up around them in that time. And they have an environmental representative, um, Joel Natuere, and he said that they're really concerned. You know, people are sick. He feels that it's actually slowly poisoning all their people, and they've got really vulnerable people living on that marae, um, you know, elderly and young. And so what the council's done, I mean, the marae went to the council, Tauranga City and Bay Plenty Regional Council, and um, said to them, look, this is unworkable. We need, 
you to do something. So they can't um, make the heavy industry move. They have existing land user rights from their resource consents, but they have said that they're not going to allow any more emitting industries in those areas in future. And they're going to look at building sort of a buffer zone around the marae if they can, and also a buffer zone around any residential areas nearby to try and help with the um, effects that the pollution has on people. Very good. Okay. Now, um, what's been the debate around a potential name change? I, I think I saw this on telly recently. It's one of those very interesting local tales. Just to update us, please. Yeah, sure. So this is in regards to um, Wai Marino, or as it's sort of known, National Park Village, but looking at changing the name back to what it should be, which is Wai Marino. And um, we have a business here in Tauranga called Wai Marino Adventure Park, and they also have kayak tours and do some education stuff as well. And um, it means calm waters, and it's sort of on the banks of the Wairoa River. They were gifted the name by a local hapu, and um, they're really worried that if the name change at the National Park Village goes ahead, that it will create confusion for their customers and sort of ruin their brand name a bit. So they have um, submitted to the National Geographic New Zealand Geographic Board, sorry, that um, is looking for submissions. But, yeah, they're just quite concerned. They've built their brand up for 50 years and they don't want to lose that brand recognition and have that kind of exclusive name, I guess. They're also a little bit concerned that businesses in um, the National Park Village might look at changing their name. He knows He's aware that there's sort of a kayak tours down there and wouldn't want there to be that crossover of having the same name. But obviously being a place, he was unable to trademark the name. So he's sort of concerned there's not much he can do if it does go ahead. What's the argument? Um, again, you've, you've touched on it for, for the name change. And where's that being had? In terms of... Um, Changing National Wai- Park to, to Waimarino. Yeah, sure. uh, so, yeah, it was the... Um, it's the actual original name of the area, and there was a Waimarino Pa nearby. So the um, Uenuku Iwi, they're the ones that have gone and said, look, we would like to have National Park Village changed back to its original name and have that recognised because that's what that's what Iwi have always called it. But the name got a gradual decline and slowly became known as National Park Village. And is it the uh, geographic board that makes these decisions? Is this the process that's happening right now? Yes. So it's part of, um, there's a three-month submission period happening, and that finishes on the 8th of February. And then from there, the uh, New Zealand Geographic Board will assess all the submissions and make a decision, yeah. Now, unfortunately, we're talking about another one, uh, a dog attack. This time it's another dog that's got horrific injuries. What were the circumstances? Yeah, so this was um, a border collie named Molly, and she was just um, chilling out on her property. This is in early December. And what happened was um, two German shepherds, they're on the back of a truck at a petrol station just across the road from the property, and they came onto the property and attacked her. She was left with, um, as you said, horrific injuries, like just ripped around her neck. She needed at least 50 stitches and thousands of dollars spent in vet bills. And they were quite worried that she wouldn't make it. She's a 13-year-old dog. So she's been, you know, a beloved member of the family. And um, 
Fortunately, I actually went and visited Molly yesterday and she's doing really well. I think all of her wounds are finally healed after about six weeks. Um, she just needs to grow a little bit of fur back. But the owner, he really wants nothing's happened in terms of charges being laid or the dogs taken off um, the owner of the German Shepherds. And he really wants the council to sort of step in and take action. He's concerned that these dogs could attack other people or children. I mean, he said he was quite lucky. His grandchildren live on the property and um, they were, it was after school out, it was, sorry, during school hours. So the children weren't there, but he said if they had been there, they could have been attacked by the dogs as well. So he really wants some action from the council to get these dogs um, off the streets, I guess. It's an interesting situation because, of course, regrettably, uh, awful attacks sometimes on people, and that seems to have an immediate consequence. But what's the what's the process if it's an attack on another animal? Yeah, well, the council they are investigating, and they said that they take incidents like this very seriously. But yeah, the process is they sort of have to interview everybody and go through that. But like you say, you know, in regards to the. Um, Rottweiler that bit a vet here in Tauranga, that dog was removed from its owners within hours of it happening. So it's quite interesting that um, a dog that bites another animal isn't given that same treatment. Yeah. Thank you very much, Alicia. And I, I imagine it's been a massive summer there, is it? At the Mount, um, everyone invades, don't they? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty busy. I um, I don't live in the Mount. I used to, and it always was pretty hectic. There'd be people parking across your driveways when you're trying to get home and things. But yeah, it's good. It brings a good vibe, and we've got lots of cool events going on. So good to see we're getting a bit of tourism back. Thank you very much, Alicia Evans. She is Western Bay of Plenty local democracy reporter. She's based in Tauranga with Sun Live.